You're watching Truth vs. Hype, a fresh political uproar over the latest Rafal bombshell on the front pages of The Hindu, a letter written by Defence Ministry officials in November 2015 that repeated interventions by the Prime Minister's office weakened and undermined the negotiating position of India's negotiating team. Specifically, the MOD had objections to the PMO conducting a parallel negotiation with the French government to scale down India's demand for a bank guarantee on the Rafale deal. The government's defence since then, since the story broke, has centred around the following. Number one, that the Hindu had left out a crucial notation by the then Defence Minister Manohar Parikar, which called the Defence Ministry's objection an overreaction and asked the MOD to resolve matters with the PMO, which some say simply ends up reaffirming the fact that the PMO was involved. Number two, the defence is that India did end up getting a letter of comfort instead of a bank guarantee or a sovereign guarantee from France which will ensure that Dassault will respect its obligations. And finally, statements by the Air Marshal, now retired, who is heading India's negotiating team, who basically said that he never received any calls from the PMO on the question of pricing, but that the PMO was in touch with the French government directly on the sovereign guarantee question, something which he said was outside the remit of the Indian negotiating team. All right. I spoke a short while ago to Mr. Sudhanshu Mohanty, who's the former financial advisor of Defence Services in the Ministry of Defence. And uh, let's just uh, play you that exclusive conversation. All right. Uh, so I began by asking Mr. Mohanty, sir, can you tell us what exactly was your position in the finance ministry at the time, or the defense ministry, I beg your pardon, at the time when the deal was being negotiated? Uh, well, uh, good evening, Vasu. This is, uh, my role was, I was the financial advisor of defense services in the ministry of defense, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, I think a lot of people do not have a complete idea as to what a, a finance division in the MOD does. Right. It's a division which actually provides financial advice to all the four departments in the Ministry of Defense. Okay. Now, can you tell us, sir, that as per the rule book, does the Prime Minister's office have the authority to intervene in these defense negotiations in the functioning of this negotiating committee or group? Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll say that so far the negotiation part is concerned, the negotiation is to be done by what we call the Contract Negotiation Committee, mm -hmm. or in short we call it CNC. And these are the people who negotiate right from the beginning till the end, till the finalization of the contract. And uh, as per the procedure, no one else, and I've also done a piece for the WAD, Yes. Where I mentioned that even people in the MOD, they, unless it's a question of taking up the matter at the committee level, hmm. like the DAC, you would have heard about the committee, like the DAC Defense Acquisition Council. Yes. We don't get to know, we don't ask even any how is the going on, because it's a job which has been entirely entrusted to the CNC as per the DPP, whichever year. Okay, so just to be clear, nobody else can intervene then? No, not, not as per the procedure, no. 
Okay. Now, just tell me, uh, because this is something that also came up, that does this negotiating team or committee have the power to decide whether it should be a sovereign guarantee or a letter of comfort because the gentleman who's heading it claimed that that was outside its remit? Yes, it is. In fact, the entire remit of the negotiation of the contract right from the stage of RFP, request for proposal, till the finalization of the terms and conditions is within the purview and it is in fact the remit of the CNC. Okay, it is very, very much within the remit of the, the negotiating committee. But tell me, because this is something that I've, I've seen you speak up about in the past as well, that we ended up with a letter of comfort. But is a sovereign guarantee a better option? Yes, I'll say a categorical yes, so far as sovereign guarantee is concerned. And mm -hmm. the reason is, when we go to a supplier who is not within the uh, control, or like in the case of the U.S., or for that matter, the USSR, mm -hmm. it's a private company, and the government is not in, their government is not in control over that particular company. Right. In an IGA, they are supposed to vouch about the supply of the deliverables, whatever has been contracted, to the other partner in the IGA. That's an intergovernmental agreement. Okay. And I, I would say that the letter of comfort is, uh, it's not tenable, nor is it legally enforceable. Right. So it is... It is, it is as, like in international commerce, they call it, it's a letter of intent. Hmm. It's just that. I have said that it is like an engagement. <laughs> it's uh, like a sagai. <laughs> right, it's like a sagai. But so would you say that then a letter of comfort is actually not in India's interest? It's harmful to our interest? Yes, I'll say that a sovereign guarantee is entirely different where the country stands as the guarantor mm. for the company while entering into an IGA with the buyer country. Okay, but tell me this though, because one thing that we hear again and again is that there was no need for a sovereign guarantee in this case because this was an intergovernmental agreement and we've had similar intergovernmental agreements with countries like Russia and USA where we didn't insist on a sovereign guarantee. Well, so the thing is very simple. So far as the American, that's the U.S. government's, uh, we, we buy a whole lot of things through FMS, foreign military sales. Mm -hmm. And the foreign military sales, we entered into an IGA. And this, the, the, uh, the, the agency to do this is, if I remember rightly, it's called Defense Security Cooperation Agency. Okay. Which is directly under the Department of Defense of the U.S. government. It is not only the, the DOD which oversees this, the Secretary of State, mm. the President himself, mm. the Senate, the Ministry of Commerce, the Department of Commerce of the U.S., they are also involved. Right. And so far as Russia is concerned, I mean, you go back to 1953. I mean, we entered into an agreement with the then USSR 
and subsequently that was reinforced in our treaty in 1971. Okay, so you're saying that basically with these countries, the governments themselves are actually playing a role in ensuring that the deal goes through and that India gets the best possible deal. So France, you're saying, doesn't have this in their rules? No. If, if they had, then possibly they could have been accorded the same status and benefit as India has been according to the U.S. government or the USSR government. Okay, last question to you. Now, when you were there as the ministry's advisor during all this time, did you actually come across this whole business of the Prime Minister's office intervening? Did you see any of this going on? And if so, did you raise any objections? I think I better not answer this question. I think this is because I'll be, uh, I'll be going back to uh, the knowledge which I've acquired as an insider. And mm -hmm. as I said before, that all the writings and all that observation that I made in the public domain is based on information available in the public space. And I have done it only as a citizen of this country. Okay. And without harking back to the, my knowledge as an insider. Okay, all right. That's your choice. Sir. But thanks very much indeed for talking to us, Mr. Monty. Thank you, Vasu. Thank you very much. Okay, all right. Uh, let's open up the debate. Ajay Shukla is here with us, defense analyst. Now, Ajay, how, because you understand the MOD, how significant is the analysis of someone like Mr. Mohanty as he sort of systematically debunks the government's defense? Mr. Mohanty is from that cadre that actually negotiated the contracts, that have complete knowledge of how the finance works, that deals with interfaces between the vendor and the buyer, in this case, Dasso and the MOD. Hmm. His knowledge is complete knowledge. His knowledge is insider knowledge. And for that reason, he was declining to, to sort of share certain aspects. Right. But what he says is absolutely correct. Okay. Deshita Nigam, now, you know, how much more of this, how many more such revelations, more letters coming out, more officials speaking out, will it take before the government acknowledges at least politically or otherwise, that here there is a problem here. See, let me answer your question. Mr. Mohanty, as Mr. Uh, Air Marshal Sinha yesterday clearly pointed out, there were hmm. seven people in the negotiating team. Hmm. Mr. Mohanty was not. Hmm. So he had nothing to do with negotiation. He never, he did not know what was even going on. So, uh, on your own channel, uh, Air Marshal Sinha clearly said nobody else knew anything about except the seven-person committee. Well, and clearly the PMO was, was very see, much in the see, know of what was going on, see, which, is yeah, how, which is why the defense see, secretary let, objected. Let me tell you, knowing and intervening are two different things. It's a government-to-government -government deal, which, hmm. which resulted on account of summit meeting of the heads of state. Right. And obviously, it, it's a job of the PMO to see how the deal is progressing without interfering. Okay, one, are you one, saying that this was just, you're saying that there was, there was not intervening when the Defence Secretary writes, parallel discussions by the Prime Minister's office has weakened the negotiation position of MOD and the Indian negotiating I'll team, answer, I'll answer that, that doesn't sound like, I'll, some, I'll doesn't sound like supervision. You know, if, if you look at the entire chain of communication, hmm. SK Sharma, who's Air 2, Deputy Secretary Air 2, yes. is, 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 has written a note. This is a routine comment on that. And, and routine comment. Routine. Yes, it happens. It happens. Let me that, tell you. That Deputy parallel negotiations are weakening is, and this, undermining India's position is, is routine. S.K. Sharma had nothing to do with the negotiations. 
he was not even a part of it or privy to it as as marshal yesterday this is the, said this is the defense ministry so defense whether they say signed off by sk sharma or not even this is defense, a view. even defense ministry didn't know what was the negotiating team doing the seven member negotiating team was doing its own communication so uh, this defense ministry note is is just yes is certainly it's a routine and then look at what uh, reaction by uh, mr parikar yeah. he says it's an overreaction and that was not published by hindu please remember that but you know i couldn't this is something i couldn't understand jyoti malhotra that this parikar uh, subscript which le got left out by the hindu for whatever reason i don't understand how whatever this helps reasons, the government's case malafied there is no whatever reasons okay but we, you know, the hindu is not here to answer so i'm saying i don't know whatever the reason no, could mr. be mr ram was there with me yesterday oh he was channel. okay good he, then you have an answer he did but call how me does a joker this... by the way let me tell you Okay, but yeah, anyway, that's not the point. Whether you know, yeah, I think yes. that's not the point. Whether some. How does this? How does this Parikar noting, which has been that the government has been going on since yesterday, how does this help the case? This only further underlines the fact that the prime minister's office was involved. No, see, there's definitely a conversation that the, in the prime minister's office at the time, the Joint Secretary Javed Ashraf is clearly having some sort of a conversation with the French. Now we don't know why this conversation is taking place. Whether it's an addition. or whether it's parallel whether he's overruling the defense right. ministry bureaucrats we don't have that information yet but what i think all of us are surprised at is is that the bjp seems to be very insecure in its responses and hmm. its reactions and that's the question why if everything is above board and everything is clean and i think uh, mr nigam has a point yeah. it's not as if the pmo is in a separate silo the prime minister's office must coordinate and they there Keep must be conversations absolutely and this is not new so i think into that extent they are right but if that's what the case is then why isn't the defense minister why don't you minister, come out and admit it why don't you come out and say that this is what happened sure. that if the previous government and the upa government mr anthony was not taking any decisions if they wanted to override bureaucrats who were taking too much time right. then they have to why come not? clean okay, Pawan, and say that okay pawan kheda that's a that's a point that uh, you know This is not an argument that the BJP or the government has made yet. But were they to come out and say, Pawan Kheda, that this is simply us being proactive, bureaucrats bog everything down in red tape, PMO sweeps in, gets the job done. Vasu, proactive to do what? Let's say the negotiating team got stuck on some issues of sovereign guarantee and of the seat of arbitration. Hmm. These are the two bones of contention. Right. So. the prime minister office intervenes to do what to do away with the interests of india shifts the seat of arbitration from india to france reduces and undermines the demand for sovereign guarantee hmm. to a letter of comfort are these the interventions that we expect our prime minister to do by compromising india's interests right every intervention in rafael by the pmo has undermined india's interests starting from reducing the numbers from 126 to 36 intervention right. number 1 intervention number 2 doing away with transfer of technology intervention number 3 doing away with hal right intervention number 4 doing away with sovereign guarantee intervention number 5 doing away with the seat of arbitration and there are several other interventions give me one intervention which helped the cause of india's security right. or india's uh, interest okay let me put that to let me put that to uh, deshwatan nigam because you know on this question of letter of comfort i mean you just heard what mr mohanty had to say number 1 where he clearly said that a letter of comfort has no value uh, i'm going to hold up uh, as exhibit a a letter issued or a notification issued by the rbi this was in march 13th of last year where they basically discontinued letters of undertaking or letters of comfort this is after the nirav modi scam where you know these so called letters of comfort had a role to play so isn't this the point deshwatan nigam that it's not about 
the intervention per se. It's about what are you intervening for? You've ended up perhaps hurting India's interests. See, all contracts done by UPA, the seat of arbitration is not in India. That, that can be verified very easily, whether it is uh, the sales from uh, Russia or, or the sales from USA. So this is nothing new. Secondly, about uh, what you're talking about, letter of comfort, this mm. deals with the private parties, not with the government-to-government -government contracts. But this um, was an intergovernmental agreement. It's intergovernmental. Yes. It does not involve private companies. What RBI talks about, letter of uh, discontinuing with it, with vis-a-vis -vis the private companies, not with the government-to-government -government deals. But the government and government deals, please remember. But the, but the basis for the discontinuation is the fact that these letters of comfort have no legal basis. See, so why we, did India I, agree I, to it I, then? I'll tell you. These are government keep the assurances in international relations. They do not. Private companies do violate and therefore you have arbitration clauses. Here also, that's Mr. Why you needed Mr. A, Mr. Mohanty. That's why you needed a sovereign guarantee. Mr. Mohanty clearly establishes my point. He says, in US, in US, there are private companies not in control of uh, uh, the government. Therefore, they don't give sovereign guarantee. Here also, Dassault is a private company not in control of the government. Please understand. I don't think I, I, what, he, that, okay, that is what he here. said. What is, that, that what is, is the definition yeah. of a sovereign guarantee? Sovereign, Ajay, okay, let Ajay Shukla There is a concept this. of bank guarantee, not sovereign guarantee. Okay, bank guarantee. Bank Fine. That's, guarantees, what, that's what India was asking. Bank okay. guarantee was, is given by the private, not the government. The okay. government here has given a uh, letter of comfort. There, there are dispute resolution okay. mechanisms All right, help already mentioned in, in, in the okay, contract. Fair enough. The, yeah. the, the people who are apologizing for this have been constantly trying to muddy the waters between these three issues, they've been saying that companies provide bank guarantees and uh, international governments mm. or French national governments, in right. this case the French government, provides letter of comfort. No, the choice is between, since we are talking about an intergovernmental agreement as this particular case was, right. the choice is only, not between bank guarantees at all, it is between a letter of comfort or a sovereign guarantee. Right. A letter of comfort, as Mr. Mohanty brought out, as that RBI circular brings out, is of little value in enforcing the terms of the contract. Right. A sovereign guarantee is of great value because that binds the host government to mm. ensuring that its companies need to uh, ensure, that ensure the, the contract. Yeah. Now, there's a very important second issue here. They were trying to say uh, in various TV shows the BJP spokespersons, that this is not a financial issue. This is, you know, Parikar was not referring to a, a sort of something to do with money or cost at all. Yes, it has very much to do with cost because a sovereign guarantee comes with costs. Right. Because to enforce a sovereign guarantee, a host right. government binds their companies right. to back-to-back -back contracts where they submit bank guarantees to that host government. Right. So there is a cost attached to sovereign so guarantee. So it does have a, it has a bearing on the price. Yes, because okay. by agreeing to a letter of comfort right. instead of a sovereign guarantee, you allowed the French side no, to, to no, sort no, of so come no, away I... with a cheaper price okay. rather than no, a price that would have No, but the point is, no, here is, okay. the point is that you're, who's paying the cheaper price? India is paying the cheaper price. No. So that's the point and that's no, no, another no, 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 bone no. of contention. It's not a question is of India paying. Is the bank paying. guarantee? See, okay, let me just, okay, let me just come bank back to this in one second. Like one of the price. This is an important point. I think that's an important point. That's a normal practice in the international contracts. It is like a car dealer saying, We'll give you your car because that costs with are a three-year warranty or with no warranty at all. Okay. 
So you're getting more for the okay, same let price. Okay, let me get, we're running out of time. Let me get quick comments from everyone. Pawan, I just want to ask you one thing though, that even, let's just, if you just limit ourselves to these letters and what they're telling us, even if you were to argue that the Prime Minister's office intervened to India's detriment, uh, this, some say, is still not suggestive of a scam. This may be Prime Ministerial or the PMO overreach. This could be jumping across boundaries and regulations, but it's not a scam. It's very simple, uh, Vasu. The same Prime Minister's office also intervenes in increasing the benchmark price. Sudhanshu Mohanty himself came on record and said the benchmark price got increased, hiked up under the, uh, 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 through the CCS under the chairmanship of the Prime Minister's office. Now, if the French approach the Prime Minister that we are facing problems with your negotiating team, the Prime Minister's office should have got back to the negotiating team instead of negotiating parallelly directly with the French, not keeping our negotiators, the seven-member committee in the loop. Right. What is there to hide? Why was the PMO hiding such critical information from the Raksha Mantri, from the department, from the IMT, the scam, from though? everybody? What's the scam? Where is the scam of it? The scam is simple. You, what are you trying to hide? The first okay. prima facie evidence comes from the fact that you are trying to hide something. Okay. You go and hide something before the Supreme Court. You don't okay. reveal any of this before the Supreme Court. Okay, you're saying you talk that the in several languages to a simple question. Okay, you are saying price? the opacity then Aap raises price that question. Dete, kete, confidential. Okay, Jyoti, one thing I want to ask you though, which is interesting to me about this story, is the fact that these letters are just leaking one after the other. What is that telling you about what is happening politically? It almost seems like the establishment is sensing some kind of shift yes. and it's starting to open up. I think the opposition is definitely sensing something. But what is even more interesting is that the BJP seems to be panicking mm. and that they don't know how to respond to it. It is election season. Right. Um, everything is, is, is war now. You know, and this clearly is, the, PM, the PM, I think it stems from the Prime Minister. Right. When he makes his trip to France, yeah. nobody really knows what's going on. And that today nobody wants to come out and, and say clearly that say. Let's end with that point which Jyoti made at the outset that why doesn't the government come out and clearly say that listen, we just wanted to speed up this deal. Yes, we may have, you know, jumped across the boundaries and the guidelines, but so, we got so, the deal done. So, so why not just come out clearly so, and say so, that? So, so there are two issues. One, the deal is fine, but they are not handling it properly. So if, if I'm just that, on I'm just on my question. Huh, that's what that's your your argument is that the deal is kosher. So then yeah. why not come out see, and that's say that's what I'm saying. I use my see, authority. See, I got the deal done. See, so the fact remains. Why hide? Like see, why is the see? There's no question of hiding. They are answering everything through Parliament. Every question which is being raised yeah, is being answered but in still Parliament. Keep saying, and you may but have they, but you they may say, have issues with the BJP spokespersons. We stuck to the rules. No, yeah. you may have issues with BJP spokespersons. It's something you know which I do not wish to comment. But Who the has an issue with BJP I mean, people may people say BJP is not being able to handle properly or right. their spokesperson are not handling. That okay. is what is coming out of the discussion. Okay, but okay, that's a separate over. issue. Okay. But the fact so the remains. Government is not handling the, so, it well. So the deal deal per se there is no scam. Even Pawan Khera was unable to answer that question. Don't okay, blame poor right. spokespersons. Yeah. I'm not okay. blaming anybody. Okay. 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 We'll have to leave it there. But we will come back to this story because this story is not going away. Thanks so much for watching Truth vs. Hype. Good night.